in uh, the Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly mentioned that we think and act according to our nature, our inherent innate nature. About a month ago, I was in London and some friends invited me for a talk being given by Shri Shri Ravi Shankar at the Royal Albert Hall. And they had extra tickets, so I went along for the program. And a question was posed to him about why does he go to other countries and do the work that he does with the prison inmates, etc. What motivates him to do that? And he gave the example of Lord Krishna when he was asked the same, the very same question when Lord Krishna wanted to visit someone the man told Lord Krishna Lord why do you have to go let him come to meet you and Lord Krishna replied that it is light that goes to darkness. Darkness does not come to light. So in effect, what Sri Sri Ravi Shankar said was that it was in his nature. And he said it. He said, it is my nature to be like that. It's not something I'm doing. So I go wherever I feel the impulse or the calling to go, I go. That is the point that depending on your nature, you go. And my own teacher, Ramesh Balsekar, would always use one example of decades ago when there was some brutality being shown on the television of, I think, whales being beaten as they came near the shore or something, some whaling activity which was very gruesome to watch. And Ramesh said that there were two different reactions from two famous people. One was Krishnamurti, who while watching the program said he couldn't bear to see what was happening. And so he got up and promptly turned the TV off. And the other was a very famous actress from Hollywood called Bridget Bardo in the yesteryears, who could not bear what she saw. And she started an animal rights campaign to prevent this from happening. So, the point Ramesh was making was not that Bridget Bhadu did such a great thing and somebody else, Krishnamurti, did not. The point is each did precisely what their nature made them do. And I quite liked this example. Any example which is uh, cited of Lord Krishna, for example, is really beautiful when it is seen in a specific context. Even Maharaj used to always talk about, you know, read the Bhagavad Gita from the point of view of Lord Krishna and not Arjuna. From the impersonal consciousness, not the identified consciousness. So I was mentioning this small example to some friends I had met who follow the path of Advaita. And as soon as I gave this example of the Lord saying, you know, it is the light which goes to darkness, not the darkness which comes to light. Promptly came 
oh, but there's no light, there's no darkness, this is all in duality. Now, this is really what is an intellectual understanding. Why not take examples for what they are, what they reflect? But on the Advaita path, this is a kind of a pitfall where you end up intellectualizing almost everything which is spoken and said and then you dry out the essence of Advaita. You know, the context in which things are spoken or said or explained is actually the key. Because without that, then life loses its essence. Everything has a purpose and meaning at its level and if it keeps getting analyzed from this perspective of you know, there's no dark, there's no light. The fact is you are in manifestation as an embodied being, operating as an ego, identified with the name and form as a separate entity, as Ramesh would say. So one must go with the flow of whatever is being spoken and not keep coming in through the back door with the thinking mind and saying, oh, but this, oh, but no, in duality, this is not so, there is no light, one is not better than the other, you know, light is not better than the darkness. There is actually no need. Someone with a very deep understanding of Advaita would not even have the need to even express that sentiment after such a story is narrated. <laughs>